0: Hello there, this is Mike Knezovic, and welcome to the latest edition of Tune Up with Mike and Mani Brain Science Step by Step. Today we're going to talk about uh, a, a, a two common problem of uh, eating disorders, and uh, sort of myths and what we think about them versus what the reality is, and we'll be talking with Dr. Mani Pavaluri. How are you today?
1: Thank you, Mike. <laughs> it's a new year, and everybody is thinking about weight and reduction and gym. Uh, in the context, I think it'll be really important to address um, some eating issues and what is healthy, what is unhealthy, perhaps?
0: Yeah. I mean, I am a layperson, as we all know, and so I, I do wonder about that. I mean, it, it's like we're all sort of like, everyone can can afford to lose 10 pounds it seems like Mm -hmm. or more or at least that's what they'll tell you um but that's sort of like you know it's garden variety yeah i could lose a few pounds i should exercise more i could eat better um but i think that leads us to not take this eating disorder thing seriously we think everybody's got a problem but but an eating disorder is a real problem how do you know how do you know the difference between just, you know, uh, I'm worried about how I look, I'm worried about my health or something, and that it's something that is, is something that needs treatment?
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the basic questions you, you can ask, uh, perhaps in screening, would be uh, an easy place to start. Um, um, probably one such instrument or list of questions is called SCOP. Um, It says something like, um, do you make yourself sick because you feel uncomfortably full? Or do you worry you lost control over how much you eat? Have you recently lost weight more than one stone or 14 pounds in three months? Do you believe yourself to be fat? And others say you're too thin. Would you say food is dominating your life? Some of these are, it, it says, you know, basically scoff means you're making yourself sick control issues, one stone or 14 pounds and worried about you being fat, the F, and then food dominating, the second F, scoff. If you have any of those issues, then you probably are looking at an eating disorder. And another um, tool uh, covers uh, questions like, are you satisfied with your eating patterns? Do you eat secretly? Does your weight affect how you feel about yourself? You know, have your members uh, in the family suffered from eating disorders or is there any abnormality? Uh, Do you suffer from, uh, you know, uh, illness related to eating now or in the past? You know, some of these questions around it might really bring out, uh, you know, exploration about what else is going on.
0: Um, I'm, I'm afraid that, I mean, Again, as a layperson, I tend to think of it as somebody that is compelled to eat too much or eat too little. Uh, Are they just opposite ends of the same problem, uh, or are they very different things?
1: Right. I mean, anorexia nervosa is where people restrict food intake, and there's restrictive variety, and then non-restrictive variety, whereas they binge, but then they kind of vomit or you know, uh, exercise excessively and reduce, um, you know, their weight, constantly being focused on it. And then there is the bulimia, where they purge uh, after binge eating. Um, so there are two broad varieties, on, um, you know, they are distinct.
0: Do, are the, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Do they flow from the same problem? They're just different flavors of the same issue? Or, um, I um, mean...
1: I mean it's I I would like to see this as a spectrum with anorexia nervosa on the other end and the restrictive type and then the more broad, broader anorexia with you know other eating you know like bingeing and restricting kind of you know alternating and then the bulimia on the other end. Okay. So they are very distinct. Actually the spectrums on either end are very distinct. And in addition They are eating disorders that's that's like unspecified restrictive kind of eating disorder as well um, that doesn't have all the criteria of anorexia nervosa, for example, and uh, that is the avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. You know, they have normal menstrual periods. Unlike anorexia nervosa, they don't have a dangerous, they're not often dangerously underweight but they tend to restrict overtly or avoid food, and uh, their body mass index may be normal. So those are the uh, problems that we see very often at the entry level in general practice.
0: So, so I didn't know that. I mean, um, the anorexia th- can can actually uh, alter menstrual periods.
1: Yes, um, the, uh, the, they develop uh, what is um, yeah their ovary stop functioning and you know, having regular menstrual cycles. you I mean, I'm
0: sorry, I didn't know this. Uh, yeah, yeah, and
1: they develop uh, soft lanugo hair on the body. Several medical complications uh, result uh, in anorexia nervosa, actually. Mike, um, you'd be surprised, you know, if I give you a list of all those things that could happen uh, with uh, medical complications with anorexia nervosa, you know? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I mean they would they would have um incredible sense of fullness in the stomach. Um, their electrolytes will be totally imbalanced. Um,
0: so there's physiological signs of this, obviously. I mean yeah, it's not just absolutely. Um,
1: absolutely. And there are cardiovascular changes as well. Um, there are structural changes with decreased uh, heart mass cardiac mass reduced cardiac chamber volumes there's mitral valve prolapse sometimes with reduced uh, you know flow of blood in, within the heart you know there's you know fluid around the heart called pericardial effusion when it becomes worse functional changes happen within the heart okay. heart rate slows down and of course gynecological reproductive we just talked about yeah. you know?
0: Uh, does this manifest itself most typically in? We think about. I, I always think about teenagers, but I mean, can it? Is can it manifest itself later, or or is it? Is is there a generally a a, tr- a pattern about that?
1: Oh, you know, it manifests very as young as like ten years old, and it just is um, uh, very common in like early teens and, and upwards, uh, and there's adult anorexia nervosa and pediatric variant, and it's generally understood that pediatric variant is, has slightly better prognosis because the family gets to intervene and help them sooner. out. Sooner. Yeah, sooner, although the family themselves can cause problems around the anorexia nervosa.
0: Yeah, what about that? I mean, I mean, I you know, the simple question is, do you know what causes it? But besides that, What causes or exacerbates it? I mean, when you bring up the family situation, what does a family family do that makes it worse?
1: Oh, you know, I think that it's very important to think about family issues intrinsic to even adult or a child, for that matter. To be honest, although you tend to address them more effectively when they're younger, um, you know, the families sometimes are very enmeshed. And the enmeshment could be sometimes even within a diet say mother and child may be more enmeshed or father and child may be more enmeshed or the whole family could be enmeshed and sometimes they may be so distant too and they kind of put up appearances to the outside world and one of the uh, young women just said, my family's all stuck up and I just can't relate to and talk intimately with any of them. So there are many, and they also, all these children feel very ununderstood. You know, they always say that my previous therapist didn't understand me. The actual fact is they put so much barriers to actually expressing and talking about their secrets. And they feel that no one really understands their problems. You know, that's the,
0: the that difficulty.
1: Good. They, they kind of like feel that, uh, the best way to achieve um, is through the illness, anorexia nervosa. I mean, let me tell you this. If, um, if this is like, in addition to the family pattern of anorexia nervosa, um, the, the most important thing to think about it, is, it, it within the families, the most important thing to think about also is the child wants to, or the young woman, or man, for that matter. Um, although less incidents in men and young young men and young teens, uh, teen boys, is that um, they all want to, in general, uh, be different, unique, special. Somehow they're missing out on something in life or not meeting the expectations of parents. And that could be because your father or your coach said, oh, you know, don't eat that ham at holidays, or you're putting on a little bit, Bad. Did you realize that? or oh my gosh, you know um, she, your daughter is uh, putting on so much weight and you know things like these kind of mundane comments which we think are mundane comments could be very seriously inflicting on these young people and they think that they're not good enough and all their inadequacies as well are pulled together and expressed in terms of a losing weight and influenced by societal values of advertising. Thinness is being somewhat glorified. So outside environment and glorification of thin women, as well as families, comments about wanting to be thin or coaches or swim coaches and things like that. Or Teachers. gymnastic, yeah. gymnastic, oh, gymnastics, gymnastic yeah. coaches. And then um, sometimes it is also the way people interact within the family where they want the attention to be special and unique. All of these factors can cause, you know, uh, this eating disorder spectrum to spin off.
0: So this is, I mean, it's almost like uh, a form of, not rebellion exactly, but uh, it's almost like a communication in a weird way, because they, they're not communicating otherwise, or they feel like they're not being heard. Right. And it, and it just all kind of concentrates in this behavior.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and 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 when you take take about bulimia nervosa, then there are also um, issues of wanting immediate gratification, with very poor self esteem, with uh, you know maybe even some secrets, hidden secrets, trauma, post traumatic stress disorder, sometimes even sexual abuse, with the nidus of those those uh, resulting issues. So several of them, you know, they may not be all the same, you know, in different people there may be different problems could be underlying and then they want to find a way to express themselves and but then they eat a lot for comfort or sometimes to just uh, eat and then they purge to make sure they lose weight. So um, and and that causes hypokalemia, and then the teeth, uh, uh, you know, because of the constant vomiting and putting their, uh, you know, fingers in with uh, with, with uh, acidic uh, bile and being vomited out sometimes after purging, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, issues with, uh, you know, uh, teeth being chipped off and...
0: Sounds miserable. Yeah,
1: and... and it's, it's not, I mean, you,
0: and you obviously have treated... A lot of people with this. I mean, is it uh, yeah. how common is it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um, fairly uh, common. But in in the olden days, it used to be um, um, uh, like uh, say in seventies, one in hundred of, uh, of public school kids would have it, and one in thousand would have it, and private sorry in private schools one in hundred, and in public schools one in thousand. But by no means that's the same now. Um, and it, it's just variable, really, based on various studies. And, um, and as
0: you say, there's a spectrum. So uh, there's probably people that could be classified as this, but um, haven't been.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I'm, uh, they, they are. You can say that the crude rate of uh, mortality, for example, is about six percent. You know, um, and it's so variable that I hate to give a number. Yeah, yeah. To that.
0: So um, you 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 said there are other things. Often there are other things involved. Or the the clinical term is comorbidity. Are there things that are commonly associated with it?
1: Yeah. Um, there is uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, Anxiety, depression, um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Sometimes, you know, some of these are very common.
0: They go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what uh, what do you do about it? I mean, uh, well, I mean, there is the person that uh, experiences this condition, but then uh, their family, uh, and then. Well, let me back up. This thing about that's uh, not the family, that's not uh, the person who has the, the disorder, uh, Though there are things they can control, and, th- and that's hard enough. But there is this uh, sort of, meh, for lack of a better term, media-driven thing, but also sort of like the general sort of everything around us about the ideal body and the ideal... Uh, sort of the figure, the ideal, know. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and I think we all deal with it. I think that's the problem. It's not the problem, but one of the problems is I think we all feel like, yeah, we all could do a little better. We all could look more like that person on the ad at the bus stop or something, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, that it seems like everybody could use a little help.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely. I mean, um, the the issue is not so much about eating disorders all the time in my experience. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of kids wanting order, wanting, and you know, uh, not wanting to be average. And uh, they're just trying to be very unique. And they pseudo agree with whatever you say is right or wrong thing to do. And they're almost delusional. And Thinking that they're fat and they just are camouflaging what the real issues are, which is self worth and okay. self love and being good enough, you know. Okay. Uh, and that's the biggest problem uh, of it, you know. Um, yeah. Well,
0: there, and there is plenty of plenty of stuff telling them that.
1: Yeah. They're, they're, they're not
0: because they're not. Uh, you know. Absolutely. It, the older I've gotten. Uh, the the more I realize, like, the power of that stuff like advertising and things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely.
1: I mean, you asked me about the prevalence, which I kind of, like, hesitate to say it, but around, like, 0.6% of them in the United States say, for example, they have anorexia nervosa. Okay. And another Finnish study showed that the prevalence rate of 2.2%. I mean, these are likely to be really low, you know, and they conceal, you know, like, a lot of these illness features are so concealed and they're so secretive. That's why I feel it's a little bit higher than what is reported in all these studies, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like
0: that's the case pretty much all the time.
1: Yeah. And generally in DSM-5, they'll say that around four four 4.2% are prevalent. But when you take uh, a broader spectrum of anorexia nervosa, and obviously it's more common in women than men and uh you but know. but
0: men do suffer. I mean, Yeah,
1: of course. I mean, at, around 10 is to 1. Wow. Um, um, and and it's actually, as I said, it ranges from 10 is to 1 to 20 is to 1 based on two studies. You know, it's very variable again. Yeah,
0: but it, there's a giant difference there.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's just about, you know, around 18 years is a common age when it begins to appear, you know? Okay. Yeah. And
0: so, all right, so you've... Seen a lot of these people. What do you do, or what what do uh, what do um, I, I, how do you help? What what behaviors do you change? What yeah. do what do families?
1: Yeah, do? yeah. I think that um, no matter what um, the illness is, and among eating disorders in general, I think I would. I'm sort of. It's my humble two cents. Is that. Uh, Thinking and reading about all of this, there's pharmacological interventions and medical, you know, addressing medical complications, addressing through psychotherapy, uh, both in anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, and restrictive eating patterns. You know, uh, uh, restrictive eating disorder, Um, whatever, avoid and restrictive food intake disorder. Sorry. Can
0: you? I'm sorry, but what does that mean? The restrictive. It sounds like it's sort of like a flavor. Maybe not at, at the the avoidance and restrictive thing. Is it just sort of like a? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is like uh, it's it's not veganism or vegetarianism. It's it's it, it must be something else.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, The real anorexia is restriction of, uh, I mean, the actual um, diagnosis is restriction of energy intake that leads to low body weight, given the patient's age, sex, and development, and physical health, or intense fear of gaining weight or becoming fat or persistent behavior that prevents weight gain despite being underweight, or distorted perception of body weight and shape, with undue influence of weight and shape on soft birth or denial of medical seriousness of the low body weight. And of course, um, amenorrhea is very common in anorexia nervosa as well. But you know this, uh, but recently DSM-5 has eliminated amenorrhea as a common criteria because patients also menstruate um, in anorexia nervosa sometimes and you don't want that to be restricted. And in avoided food restrictive intake disorder, yeah. um, Uh, which is a different thing and uh, in this situation they avoid uh, our restricted food intake but may not be based on lack of interest in food or you know um, it it actually they don't like food or sorry or they may not like the sensory characteristics of food like say sauces and stuff and uh, they may be conditioned to negatively respond with food intake with uh, choking um, they, you know, usually want, you know, don't don't want to eat certain types of food, and they're very fussy, and clinically significant weight is seen, you know, and there's some nutritional deficiency, and they don't function really well in general. Okay. And it's not due to lack of available food, though. Right? I see. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just they don't really have all the features of anorexia nervosa that they have. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you know, no matter what you take, though, I mean. If I'll just simplify this for you, mm-hmm. in anorexia some of the medications would be olanzapine, risperidone and quetiapine, these are the um, antipsychotic medications, it's almost like you know they, ca- they have some side effects of causing weight gain but which is kind of probably taken advantage of here but also they are almost delusional, they're not delusional but they always have overvalued idea of uh, being overweight so that's really good to be able to give one of the medication Um, And then uh, it has been uh, uh, successful in, in, as shown in meta-analysis, especially olanzapine. Um, And then uh, there's also, um, you know, comorbidity, like depression and anxiety treated with serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yeah. Um, But that's not really directly all that good for weight gain.
0: But it could help.
1: Yeah, it could help. And in on the other hand, in bulimia nervosa, SSRI, serotonin reuptake inhibitors are the first choice, like uh, fluoxetine, that's Prozac, or Lexapro, or Sertraline. And you want to avoid valbutin that causes seizures, you know? Valbutin well, so,
0: causes seizures?
1: Yeah, yeah, in these patients, yeah. And then, um, so it's just um, the way uh, we don't want to, have time to go into it. Yeah, 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 year. yeah, yeah. Um, so, the medical complications, we already talked about it. The most important thing yet is electrolyte imbalance and then general health, cardiac health, um, renal health, um, and gastric paresis and food refeeding and toxicity related to quickly refeeding in case of anorexia, those kinds of stuff, you know, yeah. uh, is very important. And in psychotherapy, Um, It's usually cognitive behavior therapy is generally useful and treating comorbidity is generally very good. Self-help books are good. Educational material is good. But the most important thing, though, is treating the families and people and individuals together. And I think something like motivational interviews still, I think, is the best. I think where you combine developing some cognitive strength, strong cognitive redirected thinking through some nurturing quality, helping them to see where they want to go and helping them to see where they are at and finding the direction and laying the pathway towards it might be a great way to go ahead, go about it. You so know? these
0: are kind of foundational things that are not directly, they're mm. not, they're not eat, eat more, it's mm. more like figure out where you want to go. And I'll help you figure out where you want to go.
1: Exactly. And, and, you know, helping them to figure out their own dynamics within the family and making it very individualistic, you know, because not one thing fits all of them, right? And level of treatment also needs to be understood very carefully. Sometimes you start off as an outpatient and then... You go on to um, maybe needing some hospitalization, especially if they are overweight or underweight based on either bulimic or anorexic, and uh, you know a, a, who want to detox themselves uh, from their problems. If it is bulimia, then they have severe hypokalemia sometimes and severe metabolic disturbances, and they might just be very um, depressed and suicidal. If they're anorexic that could be more physical issues of uh, refeeding carefully and developing the eating uh, program under supervision where they're totally supervised with uh, almost medicine uh, like food intake mm-hmm. uh, uh, very
0: structured get,
1: very very structured supervised and, and then that is then they, with that nutrition the people with anorexia will be able to think clearly And then they move on to being able to participate in treatment. Because once they're very thin, I used to have, like, some of the patients uh, uh, who had, their legs are like broomsticks, and they'll have loose clothes, and, you know, uh, hair is shriveled, and, you know, face is a bit yellow uh, with hair all over the body. And, you know, it's a very sad thing to see these young women. And first they need to nurture, and they eat, like, say, bread for an hour. You know, a bread for right hour, one slice, you know, very, very careful and very rigid. So those kinds of kids need to change to be eating healthy, normal foods. And then they'll revert back to not eating again if you don't continue with psychotherapy um, in partial hospital program or out intense outpatient program or outpatient psychotherapist, you know. So mental health clinician will help in general being a case manager to pull all of this together whereas you use internists if there are any medical problems in addition sometimes. And then you want to in, introduce a nutritionist. Some people call them dietitians, but I like to call them nutritionists.
0: Yeah, I um, got gotcha. you.
1: And, and so some, all of these are very important. So a, gu-
0: a good uh, mental health provider or behavioral health, whatever you call it, mm. I like this idea where you're talking about they're kind of a caseworker. I mean, they pull these things absolutely.
1: together. Absolutely, absolutely. Real sickness is about you know how you feel on the inside you know yeah your identity yeah how how you can develop that you know yeah and uh, what I learned about it is that worry about being skinny and fat 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 is just a smokescreen like Hilda Brooks says it's not the real illness really okay yeah yeah and uh, these are the things that we need to keep in mind.
0: Well. Um, but it sounds like you've treated a lot of people that have gotten through it and maybe they still have to always, uh, beware, uh, and, and continue treatment, but they do get better.
1: Yeah, they do get better. And, uh, you know, it's very, very important to really, um, uh, build them up, yeah. build them up and con- constantly monitor and, uh, You know, sometimes when you're treating these young women or men, they get better, but their families seem to be not, you know, not, you know, really showing their illnesses. Like, um, mother may get depressed, for example. That's interesting. Yeah. And parents may break up because their problems are diverted and manifested as anorexia nervosa sometimes. They've been
0: articulated through this kid
1: that that has this problem. And now they've got to look at each other. look at each other. And, and the, in this process, the youth with anorexia uh, may get better and move on. And uh, other people have to face their other problems openly. And uh, that's an issue, too, that happens. It's not common by any means in no. every family. No, right? but it happens. Everybody is different. Yeah. So the thing is, it's, uh, anorexia is sometimes a symptom of many symptoms, you know, underlying it yeah. in the family uh, or in the person for, the, for that matter.
0: Well, this has uh, been really fascinating, uh, and uh, I think, I guess, what I would say to everybody is, uh, if if you're experiencing this with someone yourself or with someone in your family, find whatever it takes, find a find a mental health provider, right. uh, and that's a start. And it probably would be sort of a A march after that, and it's not going to be a magical pill, but it, but you can get better.
1: Right, right, and and the control issue and feeling of superiority and solving problems through weight and uh, that can all subside. You know, you start to feel good being healthy instead of being unhealthy, and get over all those fears of uh, you know losing control um, and you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, with that, I think we haven't solved the problem, but we know a lot more about it. And uh, I guess we'll sign off on that. Thanks for your time this morning, Dr. pavalori yeah.
1: yeah, this is just an introduction and just an inkling of what would entail in the in the spectrum across and how to just begin to ask questions and see main issues of medical and psychological treatments, I think my, I mean, I, I, I feel like I have hundred things to say, but yeah, you know, uh, but I think this is something to think about to begin with.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I mean, for me, as someone who's not, doesn't know that much about it, 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 it has made this thing more real. Mm. I think some uh, lay people tend to think of it as sort of like, eh, you know, it's not really, you know, just eat or mm. just right. don't eat. And it's I, not
1: that easy, right? It and, isn't. And I think the most important thing for us in the new year, I'd like to say, is eat healthy um, and exercise in moderate amount. Everything in moderation, you know, and uh, just good, moderate efforts to stay healthy and work out your issues openly. And there are people who are wanting to understand you. There are people who can help you, and life is not just about how you look all the time, and it's about what is happening in the internal mindset and how you're feeling, and don't run away from life. You know, you can face it little by little.
0: Yeah, yeah, and well, okay, the last thing is, I'm sorry, but you brought this up before where it's like you can inadvertently, you want people to understand you and and to be heard but you inadvertently put up obstacles to letting them do that
1: that's right and you always say oh they don't understand or she doesn't understand but then they don't open up right and that's the huge problem and then it just feeds itself it feeds itself unless you really feel and trust and let go and and start to share it's very hard to develop that connection and trust and discuss things yeah and you know, you can't fool yourself, and you know you can it's try. A man, you know, and and yeah, it's very sad, really. And it also, by the way, affects uh, brain. You know, and cortical limbic system. uh, uh for example, for example, anorexia nervosa. There's uh, the mood circuit is impacted. The insula is overactive because it doesn't know the satiety. You know. Yeah. Um, and then there's temporal parietal. Uh, you know, reduced gray matter in the front, you know, uh, in the prefrontal and temporal area. And then there is also larger ventricles. Um, There is also uh, repeated habits, the basal ganglia and frontal cortex connections called frontostriatal system is affected, which is shown in fMRI studies. So whatever is symptom that you have, like emotion regulation, lack of satiety, or habituation with certain control issues, all of these will form a signature within the brain, and with lack of nutrition and extreme starvation, the brain also shrinks in gray matter, and they act like starved people in concentration camps, who think about that's what I, or, or all the time. Or I was
0: immediately thinking think of. About famine, yeah, F- places famine. where famine, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, it's
1: the same thing. That's why initial refeeding carefully with anorexia nervosa, initially stabilizing themselves before they can even, you know, sort of genuinely talk about uh, uh complexity in their life uh, is very important. Although, you don't want to wait for that for too long. You
0: know?
1: yeah. So taking care of their physical needs is important if it's severe. Yeah. but then in general spectrum of eating disorders, you should start talking about you know their you know um, the holes in their psyche and what's going on and uh, not just uh, be fooled by them just agreeing with what you tell them to do but really get into uh, the inner uh, uh, thoughts uh, or help them to develop, where they want to take their life. Give them back the control. Right. Let them take you uh, forward by showing... You show them the way, and they take your hand to lead a healthy life.
0: Yeah, and you know they're right not way. waiting on you to do it. Or, yeah, uh, that, yeah. Which,
1: is, which shouldn't be, and they were, it wouldn't be amenable anyway. Right. Right, remember? They yeah. want control. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So.
0: Okay. Well, that... Um, This has gone very fast, and I've learned more about this than I knew uh, up until this point. And I'm glad to know more about it, and I will own up to sort of saying I'm going to take it more seriously than I used to. It's a real thing. Um, Thanks for your time today, and until next time, uh, this is Mike
1: and Dr. Mani Pavaluri. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye.